You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Warning. Listener caution is advised. The following broadcast contains bad language and bad grammar and probably bad spelling, which is frankly an achievement for audio content. Spoilers. Here on S4, we like to spoil you rotten. And as such, we take an in-depth look at the shows we cover, potentially spoiling any plot points up to and including the episode featured. If you haven't watched what we're discussing this week, and spoilers are an issue for you, you may want to come back later. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Welcome back, my favorite, favorite friends. This is once again the small screen spoiler show back for the brand new year. It's been a while since our last meeting, which was episode 54, which makes this episode number 55. I am CJ Roll Credits. Boat. And of course, my right hand man, as always, is Jared. My axe is plenty sharp as a veto. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So oh, sharp. Yeah. So sharp. So very, very sharp. And back also with us is, of course, our invisible third chair, Daryl Little Smithers Shaler. Hi, Daryl. Oh, wait. Oh, we'll be hearing from him. He'll be back. He'll be, he'll be, he's here. I Where'd promise. he go? Where'd he go? Uh, he's hiding for a couple of minutes, uh, preparing for the shows that we're talking about tonight, which are Agents of. <laughs> oh golly! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Let me try that again. <laughs> um, <That's the> show. <laughs> Agents of Shield, season four, episode seven, deals with our devils. Episode eight, the laws of Inferno Dynamics, and episode nine, Broken Promises. Then, a series of unfortunate events. Season one, episode one, the bad beginning. Part 1, Man in the High Castle, Season 2, Episode 1, The Tiger's Cave. And Sherlock, Season 4, Episode 1, The Six Thatchers. Spoiler alert, I enjoyed most of these shows. (laughs) Couple of them, yeah, a little, uh, yeah. So... Uh, so this is going to be our longest talking point because we have three episodes to go over. Let us not spare any time and go ahead and hear what Daryl has to say about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Probably episode only nine because it's all he's marked on the thing. Oops, in there. there it goes. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returns and we have the theme for the second half of the season. Age of Ultron. I mean, the time of the sex bot. No, wait. Half season of LMDs. See, Olivia Wilde stared into the Necronomicon has been granted a soul. The resulting flood of emotions caused her to turn evil, and now she wants the book to finish things. Setting up a huge arc that questions the meaning of life, humanity, evolution, creation, the soul, and... Oh wait, it turns out she wasn't bad. She was just programmed that way. And the annoying brother from the mummy was just evil all along. Jeez, thanks for spoiling it, Daryl. Well, it is the... Yeah. <laughs> But before we talk about that, we have to do a quick wrap-up of, of the end of the first half of the season. Yep. You know, because... Ghost Rider is better than everybody else. Pretty much. And Moving on. <laughs> hot dang. When did this show get so good? I see. I see. Yeah, right? I mean, look at like, those this IMDb like... scores. Nines. Nines for those two yeah. episodes. Episode yeah, 7 and 8. Laws of Inferno Dynamics, by the way, one of my favorite names. Like, that is the straight up, that's a straight up Whedon name. Playing that dad joke in there. <laughs> I have things to say about Whedon when we get to episode nine, but. Oh, God, yes. Because <laughs> episode nine is the most Whedon episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've ever seen. Uh, holy crap. The first season, like, the first season finale is the only thing that I could think of that, I, that has been more Whedon than this last episode. <laughs> like, like I, I wrote it at the beginning, and I was like, oh, look, uh, I'm waiting. We're not talking about that. I'll get to my notes. Anyway. <laughs> I have so many quotes from episode nine. Like just <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna read my notes verbatim when we get there. And yeah. Like also the scary thing is is uh I have conversations with him with myself in my notes, so this ought to get this is gonna get a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> but as for the, the, the wrap up of of uh Ghost Rider, 
Well, I'm sure we'll show up again before it's all said and oh, done, yeah. but he's out for the time being. Yeah. Because he's great. Ex- yeah, he was ex- <laughs> Man, it was so freaking great. Seeing Macca's Ghost Rider was the best thing I ever. Mean, like, when they were doing the weird episode where they were kind of like kept going back and taking, you know, the scenes from different perspectives and vantage points. Yeah, the, the, the where they're getting sucked you into just, the... You see Mac, and the first time they go through, you see Mac just get pissed off and drive off on a motorcycle. He's like, where'd he get the motorcycle? What's he saying? It's like, man, he's acting more angry than usual, but okay, whatever. And then they flipped around and you see, you know, Ghost Rider jump out of, of Robbie. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Oh, that, that's why he's angry. I like squeed out loud. Right? Girls Rider back. Oh my gosh, this is the greatest. So yeah, that was. Uh, I, I fan. I had a little bit of a fanboy moment there. That was. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. The most just, wonderful thing. You absolutely deserved going fanboy on it because that was that was ridiculously fun and a nice unexpected twist too. Like I've been able to be like, all right, this is going to there, and that's going to there, and that's going to there, and that's not. That, even in episode nine, I'm like, yep, that line is very clearly there. Seeing Mac as Ghost Rider made me so happy and then so sad. When <sighs> I wanted Mac Ghost Rider. I know. It couldn't last. It couldn't last. Why not? But I'm glad we got it for at least a little while. Because it was great. Yes. Oh, man. I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, they wrapped up the, uh, well, quote unquote, wrapped up the beginning arc of the. Uh, Ghost Rider storyline, so yes. we can move. I mean, that's basically what episode seven and eight did was just that. Yep, it was wonderful. And his, you know, uncle became evil, God man creating matter from nothing, and yes. it's always a price. And yeah, yeah. Um, and, I know you're not an anime fan, but that that whole thing reminded me of Full Metal Alchemist. Like that entire thing just screamed Full Metal Alchemist to me, and I liked it. I liked it a lot because Full Metal Alchemist is by far one of the best pieces of entertainment that you can have, especially if you're watching Brotherhood. But yeah, it just it was screaming Full Metal Alchemist, and I loved it. I get that reference. So there. Oh wow, that's. <laughs> it was on Adult Swim when I was in college. Come on. Yes, yeah, that's fair. I, I know you're not a huge hater. I know you're not a hater of anime. It just never like it's never fully on your. No, no. If, if 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 it's something that was mainstream enough to be on American television somewhere, I'm probably at least aware yeah. of it. Yeah, and and so it's. I mean, it, it wasn't an insinuation that you're like that you hate anime or anything like that. I just I didn't. No, my only problem with Full Metal Alchemist was I could never really get into it because I was always jumping in at some random point in the story. Yeah, and the one that was on Adult Swim when we were in college, that was actually the bad one of the two, and it jumped around a lot. Like, if you yeah. ever got, if you ever have the chance, I didn't know what the story was and why the big robot-looking thing had a tiny boy voice. I mean, I eventually <laughs> figured that out later, but I was like, I don't understand the show. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it was a little weird unless you unless you followed through with it. Um, Brotherhood got better with that. But it's still, it's one of those ones where it's actually pretty plot heavy. So you ha- kind of have to pay attention. Not like Dragon Ball Z where you can just jump in and out whenever you yeah, want yeah, to. They, they have fights that last for yeah. like 25 episodes. Yeah. This planet will despo- destro- explode in five minutes. Dude, uh, seven, you need to watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you need to watch Dragon Ball Z. They'll explode. It uh. Oh, good. And they poke at all of those. Uh, and the best part yeah. of Dragon Ball Z bridges is like they're each ten minutes long. So, like, so I'll just uh, I'll, I'll just run through my my notes that I made on the first two episodes real quick, and then we'll jump into episode nine so we can that works. discuss the weediness of it all. Uh, let's see, we're in nightmare territory. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, fun times out of phase. She's a she's above board as a secret android robot can be. <laughs> yes. I wrote diamond lung, but I don't know. Oh, oh no! I just figured that out. That's right. The uncle like filled his yeah. lungs with the diamonds. <laughs> right. That was fun. I wrote May foreshadowing, and that turned out to be right because yep. oh no, May's a robot. Yep, robot May. I like the director's power suit. His superhero suit is fun. I like it. I dig it. Yeah. It's funny because he's Captain America. That's explaining the Newton's laws of. Thermodynamics? Yes. Always good. Matter can either be created or destroyed. Science fits as best fits. 
Always. <laughs> always. I, I, I'm always happy when Fitz explains things. Fitz, can, yes. Fitz explains it all. <laughs> Yo-Yo's back. Yeah, yo oh. oh, snap. Get it, get it, Mac. Right. <laughs> get it. <laughs> Finally. Jeez. And I, and I don't like magic or clowns. I think that was Fitz that said that. I think it was. Pretty sure it was. Simmons. Magic is just science that we don't understand. Yes, that was great. Any quick notes on the first two episodes? There you go. All right, uh, now on to Broken Promises, which I have a lot more. <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah, the, the most Whedon episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I, I meant to go uh, check I, first who wrote this that. episode, because holy moly. If it wasn't it a Whedon, it's somebody on the Buffy or Angel team, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, first thing I put down was Ultron Gallivant. Also, watch Gallivant. <laughs> Was that a Doctor Strange reference right there at the top? I think so. He's like, we're going to give it to a guy who's good at hiding things. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's... Well, is he going to just make it disappear? Or something about magic. Or no, he's going to cast a yeah. magic spell, and everybody just kind of looks around awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, like, I wait, think wait, that wait. was a some... Doctor Strange reference. Did they just make a I Doctor Strange so. reference? Um, one, one of the first quotes I put down was, uh, was going to be your title was uh, I need to keep you subdued until your substitute has served its purpose. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, also, we got rid of the entire fourth wall in this episode. So many poking and jabbing and just punching through the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> has nobody watched any movies from the 80s and 90s? With the robots, they always take over. They're always They're evil. <laughs> and everybody is in on it. Yes, and I love Team Mac and... <laughs> And Yo-Yo yes. explaining what everyone's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> this is just like, yeah, I want, I want Mac and Yo-Yo to be the narrators for the... Because for the, <laughs> that's the best thing ever. And then they chop off her head, roll credits. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so happy you agree because it's also in order, which is pretty much what I say to you guys every time I make something happen on the Geek.io network. Absolutely. Uh, you know how boys can be with their robots. <laughs> Let's see. This one was written by Brent Fletcher. Hmm. Um, what have you written, uh, Brent Fletcher? Between, within 30 seconds, the two greatest things is Little Smithers and just flat out calling out Varys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which, you don't understand, that's a Game of Thrones reference. <laughs> you ready for this? Yes. What is Brent Fletcher most known for? Angel. Angel. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> he was a script coordinator on Angel. And he also yeah, this, uh, this kind of does scream a lot me. of work on Futurama. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> what else we got? And he did uh, one of my favorite episodes of Lost. So there you go. <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm doing one of the Hurley episodes. Come on, those were always the best. I don't know who that is. It's Jorge Garcia. Come on. Oh. Hurley. That's not Giancarlo. No, that's the giant off of... No, yeah, Jorge Garcia is the giant off of Once Upon a Time. Um... Yes, he is. Yay! I know a thing because I like Once Upon a Time and not Lost, but I know because I listened to Bill Meek's awesome Once Upon a Time podcast, and he's crazy about Lost, and he keeps making a big deal about a bunch of these characters being on Lost. <laughs> they make their rounds. They make their rounds. They do. They're just owned by ABC and Disney. They just kind of make just go back and forth between the shows. Um, hey, what a shock! The evil senator is working with the Watchdogs. You guys. <gasps> dun dun dun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no shock there. But I did. Uh, I enjoyed the Quake and like the first weed note I have is like, wow, Quake and the new director have a weed conversation <laughs> right off the bat. Oh yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed. Everybody it. has weed. Go in there, so, yell so. at each other. Wait, wait. Okay, that wasn't really how I wanted it to go. So let's let's try this another way. Man, this is a weed <laughs> conversation if I've ever heard one. Right. Um, I kept saying it throughout the whole episode. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Um, now I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I may have misheard this, but I went over this two times and heard it both times. Batshit crazy murder bot. Maybe. I heard that twice when I, cause I'm like, this is ABC. There's no way they would say batshit. And no, I go back through, I'm like, yep. Like possibly like if they didn't say batshit crazy murder bot, like somebody came close to that. <laughs> 
I feel like I heard that, but I'm, I've become desensitized to it now. <laughs> yeah, right. I watch so many AMC shows and like the <laughs> oh, also the magicians on Sci-Fi slash Netflix. Like they're not against just dropping f bombs. Like, <laughs> like know, it, Mr. Robot. Yeah, Mr. Robot. Like every like basic cable has now desensitized me to curse words, and I'm okay if this spoil spills over into post prime time network television as well. Oh, that's right. They're on at like 10 p.m. now, so. Yeah, they're pa- they're past the FCC regulation time. They can drop the S's. Yeah, um, I'm not saying that's what they said, but I'm like, like I said, I listened to it twice with good headphones on, uh, geek-io.net/slash/tweaked headphones in, and uh, like just I heard it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I also noticed the fact that uh, I guess they blew all their CG budget on Ghost Rider because oh god, the blue screens were horrible in this. <laughs> yeah. They were a little rough, but... What was that noise just... Oh, Airbnb. <laughs> I was like, what the hell just blinged on my phone making a hellacious noise? Um, I didn't hear it, but... Because uh, it's over there and away from the, the front of the microphone. Um, Dynamic microphone. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, my God. <clears throat> quote, <clears throat> quote. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Simmons' redneck accent is atrocious. <laughs> yeah, talking. that's pretty bad. I guess that wasn't... <laughs> I'm gonna say it was. Yeah, like uh, th- this. Uh, it's kind of like, like I said, I have conversations with myself in notes. So. No, I I did love the whole quote. It's like, man, she's tough. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, Simon. She's been kidnapped like three times since I've known her. <laughs> and like, what? It's three like, times? Only twice on this planet. Twice <laughs> on this planet. <laughs> And the and the commander and the and the director just kind of staring at her, like jawing. <laughs> like I do, I do enjoy the uh, the interaction between uh, Captain America and Quake. Like I enjoy their I enjoy their interactions with each other. Yeah, they're good. Um, they're having fun. As long as, this. as long as Quake stays Quake and not goes not going to sky mode, I'm good with that because neither one of them are that good of actors to continue that going on for that long. Like at least with the Daisy and Coulson relationship, Coulson is a good enough actor to be able to carry that relationship. Those two kind of have to keep their heads above water at all times. <laughs> no, no, they're making her. They're definitely making Quake likable, more like. Yeah, they're getting her there. Uh, now Daisy pokes the fourth wall. Secondary note: Well, I guess that fourth wall is just gone at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Dick of the Terminator movies that was fun. Oh yeah, man. Oh we're my gonna God, make him watch all the all the Terminator movies, even Salvation. <laughs> brought it upon himself. <laughs> he brought it on, he brought this on himself. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm so glad. By the way, I'm so glad they didn't have the senator and her and her brother have horrible, racist Indian accents and just let them be American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. I, I was expecting like one. I'm like, oh, once I saw like they cast um, a couple of Indian actors to be recurring mem- roles in this season. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to go with, oh, you're going to come to Bollywood and buy a Slurpee. <laughs> man, I'm so glad they didn't do that. I'm glad we didn't get a poop is what I'm saying. Because I really wouldn't put it a- against them, but I that would probably be like a season two kind of thing is putting a poo in here. Uh, another nickname that I almost gave you and or Daryl uh, were both, Beautiful, odd sex bot and walking smartphone. Hey, though, to, to, to be fair, I have never had sex with her. <laughs> We're just good friends. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I mean, definitely um, a woman that's, that said that. Yeah, definitely, definitely a woman. Uh, lawnmower man ending was just the, the lawnmower man conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so many, so many references, external and yes. Uh, uh, by robot, man, man, this episode is so Whedon. I could just put that in the notes. Yeah, that's my next note is, is Whedon. Whedon writing is eleven out of ten on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it wasn't just me. You picked up no, on it too. I literally note that I wrote down when I was doing this. I'm like Whedon, Whedon writing eleven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Smart people are stupid. <laughs> Clearly. That was uh that was yeah that was also my nickname that was almost my nickname for me, <laughs> um, yeah all right so 
they got real in this episode too with the god complex thing. Yeah. Hey, get out of my nose. <laughs> I'm cheating. Um, the god complex is major in this in this episode. It got deep real fast. So where all right, so all right, let's get philosophical. Let's get dangerous. Um, where do you stand on things like this? Where is a person a person? I mean, I guess if she's having personal experiences, then she's almost human. I mean, she's not biological. And then, you know, <laughs> in a philosophical sense, yes, I guess she's human. All right. So, Magdus, let out. Spiritual level, level, like, does she have a soul or not? And, uh, you know, then you have to get on a whole different type of. Exactly. Then what constitutes a soul? And then it kind of goes into and that. I know. One. Exactly. Ah. Uh, no, I don't want to go there. against. <laughs> No, no. We don't, we, we don't have time for those kind of shenanigans on this episode. But it was cool, and then I felt kind of disappointed when it was revealed that it was all just a plot by the guy who was bad, that was evil in last season. Oh, hey, he's still evil in this season. Yep. Radcliffe <laughs> always. You see my nose. Radcliffe always an evil scientist, coming to no one's surprise once again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's still bad. All right, well, shucks. I was kind of enjoying the storyline. Though, who knows? We may get surprised. Oh, oh, a note that I forgot to, to mention. I loved, loved that when Ada read the Dark Hold, it was in binary. That, that made me, yes. my heart filled with joy. <laughs> I, I, I did search when I saw that episode to see if anybody translated that, and nobody, I couldn't find anything. It surprises me that nobody's translated that binary to see what it actually said. And if they did, my, my Google foo was not strong enough to find it. Uh, somebody probably did. Oh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But... The dark web somewhere. Yes. Um, yeah, but I, I definitely looked. And I couldn't, could not find because I really was like, all right, let's see, let's see if I can find a translation for this to read it on the show. I couldn't find anything. Uh, maximum overdrive. That made me. Uh, that made me laugh. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a movie we should do one day for like random review because it's bad. <laughs> um, the death by robot claws. <laughs> yeah, that was the Whedon conversation that finally broke broke the <laughs> broke the Whedon record for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a death by robot clause in my, in my insurance. If this goes sideways, my brother's gonna be set for life. How often does that come up? You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the ASCII Shield logo when they did the hack job on the on the base. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, it was, it was straight down. up asking. Great. Uh, got any Flash, who seems to be unique to the MCU, because I did even actions to myself in my notes, does sir, does research on fast and <laughs> humans. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. That's where their uh, like, right. budget went for this episode. Yep. <laughs> um, they have to, uh, to one-up uh, Yo-Yo. Poor Yo-Yo. No, Yo-Yo's much better. Yes. Because she's cute. Um, although he does get a secondary pterogenesis when he gets killedified and thrown off of a helicopter. Yes, after being in pterogenesis for like seven months, which is weird. But yeah, it's like nobody fights. Like, and the only thing I can think of is maybe that's our black bolt. Oh, because I mean, I I, I have nothing proving that because black bolt's not fast. Yeah, but his powers are sonic based. I mean, if if he's terogenesising a terogenesis, there's a possibility that could just evolve that evolution. Could be. So I mean, I, I, theory. I like it. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just like you know, if we're gonna make a big deal about him doing it, I'm I'd be completely cool with having an Indian Black Bolt. Let's do it. Black Bolt, for those you don't know, is the leader of the Inhumans, and his power is. Moon. He lives. A, he's a whaler on the moon. He carries a harpoon, um, <laughs> and also if he talks, drama? it's a sonic boom that is a, depending on how loud he speaks, uh, can go anywhere from a punch from the Hulk to an atomic bomb to a solar flare. Is if if he screams, he he screamed and almost ripped the Galactus in half once. So, <laughs> let's just uh, let's just put it that way. <laughs> nice. Uh, he talked and knocked and knocked the uh, knocked. I want to say 
I think it was Thor. He knocked Thor like clear through like several buildings just by whispering to him. And uh, he blew up the entire base, which was the size of New York, by saying one word. And it wasn't even loud. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds a little we OP. A but, uh, I don't know. It is a little OP. But, like, once he, <laughs> if he doesn't talk, like, you don't really... He doesn't have a lot of powers if he doesn't, if he doesn't actually speak. So, um, yeah, that's all my notes for uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Me too. Robot Apocalypse Hi. is here. Robot Apocalypse. All right. Death, uh, then... death hold. Dark hold stuff coming. Yep. We shall see. All right. Uh, on to our first sh- first new show for Ooh. this time around. New year. Let's see what Daryl has to say about Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. One of these days I'll remember. Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Have you seen that Jim Carrey movie? The one that adapted a series of children's books? I have loved it. I thought it was criminal that a sequel was never made because I wanted to see what happened next. But the child actors grew older, Jim Carrey got more expensive and stopped being funny, and my hopes were dashed. Until Netflix came along and gave the books a treatment they deserve. Doogie Howser is better than Ace Ventura here as a fantastically yes. devious, hammy, and occasionally chilling Count Olaf. And the guys at Rogue One could learn something from the special effects team here oh. because their CGI de-aged Emily Browning looks a lot more convincing than either Princess Leia or Tarkin ever did. Oh, jeez. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired from Daryl. I think this is the so, second he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta check. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, good to know that there's no fourth wall at all. There's no pretense about there being a fourth wall in this show. Absolutely not. And Patrick Wharton can break my fourth wall any day of the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, my next Wharton, my next quote is, man, Patrick Warburton is so freaking good at everything. I can listen to him read anything. <laughs> exactly. Let's see. <laughs> Wal- yeah. Walburton is always great. And then in parentheses, I put arms. <laughs> arms. <laughs> Dude's got some guns. Yeah, man. And he was See on the beach that, in like, swimsuit or whatever. Yeah, that swimsuit. Like, it's like, dang. man, all right. Oh, he was—he was the tick. So he was the tick, and he still got them guns. Oh Just yeah. So you know, in case anybody was wondering, this <laughs> hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, right. He's still—he is still packing the gun show. Um, I feel way too attached to Klaus. <laughs> I wrote, man, Klaus equals me. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Klaus. Uh, also, they were not kidding with this with this being dark <laughs> at all. Well, it's, yeah, it's supposed to be. I don't. I know you didn't. You didn't read the books, did you? No, I did not. Okay, I only read the first three when the movie was coming out because I always I try to read books before I see movies because I like getting both perspectives. Yeah. Um, and I I never read any of the others, so I'll be surprised after episode six as to what happens. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I, I like, this one's I like, definitely a lot truer to the the darkness and tone of the of the books. Yeah, I was gonna say like it did the the Jim Carrey movie didn't really strike me as like super dark. It was more unfortunate than evil, which from what I understood was not was not really meant to be the point. By the way, this got a seven point nine on IMDb, and I think that's kind of criminally low. Yeah, I I agree. I thought it was too well executed to <laughs> to be that low. Yeah, this is easily at least an eight and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably give it a nine, but that's just me. I think um, took on a lo- they they're still trying to get out the editing in this episode, so it was it took a it dragged a little bit too far. Yeah, it did drag a little from here to there, but I w- I do agree with uh, with Daryl that NPH is definitely better suited for oh, this yeah. role than NPH. Uh, NPH is greater than you. Simple. <laughs> and and I love love that he sings the the opening song like yes. the, the credits the opening credit song like, yes. yeah look away yes <laughs> look away what that man yes I, it's, um, i'm always happy to hear neil patrick harris sing anything oh yeah um i put in here strangely mrs poe isn't too far off from a real reporter so if you hate her yeah that's pretty much what all that's all pretty much what all <laughs> and all bankers by the way yeah oh yeah like those two are not that far off from actual reality. They're just like <laughs> taken up to eleven, but those are pretty much. <sighs> Why is he always coughing? Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Poe, uh, I love the line. My favorite line of this is Poe. No, I'm about to be very wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my favorite. Uh, that was my fa- absolute favorite line. I think mine was closest living relative. <laughs> I don't think that's what they meant. Like, like I, surely he understands the definition of closest living relative. I don't think he does. Uh, remarkable. I, I mean, literally closest living relative. Remarkable woman. Very flammable. <laughs> was a great <laughs> too. Uh, another almost Daryl nickname. Sometimes you have to whack it sometimes to get it to work. <laughs> Strangely, right after I wrote that was when we had the conversation in Slack. I'm not going to say what conversation, but that's pretty much what I said. That's pretty much right after what happened in Slack. <laughs> I believe you. Um, I, 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 I wrote it here. I have a feeling I should hate this show, but, and I quote, first impressions are often incorrect. Because <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of stupid for stupid sake. And like, you know how I hate that, but it's hard to hate Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> like at all. Yeah, but his stupid's more, I don't know if he's playing it up. It's more sinister. Oh, absolutely. It's much more sinister stupid. But it's fun. And, and it really, is. Ultimately, what makes this show great for me is the straight-up, ripped-off, pushing Daisy's aesthetic that it has. <laughs> yes! Oh, my God! That, that's and, what I, I mean, was looking it, at. Yeah, it is straight-up pushing Daisy's, not even pretending not to be taking that aesthetic. And it's perfect for the books. Like, oh. it, it fits it perfectly. And yeah, I, yeah, this show my heart so well. love for pushing daisies so much. It just, it makes my heart happy to see something new. That's, it's not pushing daisies, but the way lines are delivered. Yes. Costumes, set decoration, colors, just it would not surprise me if there, if there was not some kind of connection, at least between some of the people that worked on pushing daisies in this. Yeah. I, I don't think Brian Fuller is involved at all, but. There's got to be something. No, but yeah, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if a showrunner is involved, or not a showrunner, but a scriptwriter was involved in this, or like a director of photography, or something along those lines. Yeah. Set decorators, what have you? Because man, uh, that's all I could think uh, of the whole time. Was like, man, this is so pushing daisies. Yes, absolutely. Um. Also, my favorite place in the whole wide world is officially a local open air market and gin distillery. <laughs> As it should be. Just put one of those right next to Disney and uh, all as well. Um, and that's all I have right, for right notes. Between, on right between Tucson and, and Disney? Yes. Tucson, Tucson gin, uh, open air market and gin distillery, Disney. <laughs> yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. I don't have a ton of mo- notes because, like I said, I, I, I don't know. I was too busy enjoying it, I guess. And I had read the books and seen the Jim Carrey movie, so most of this stuff wasn't new to me. But I really am excited to to see how they're doing it. And There we go. And we're back. Sorry about the technical issues. Folks at home will just notice a drop in conversation, and I apologize for that. Yay. Just a poop in the, poop in the internet streams. Yep, somebody pooped in my tunnel. Pooped, pooped in the stream. Don't yep. poop in the stream. No. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and roll right into the season premiere of Man in the High Castle and see what Daryl has to say about it. Season 2, Episode 1, The Tiger's Cave. Okay, bear with me because I haven't actually seen this. So um, Season 2 starts with an Asian office worker and his Indian stoner friend embarking on a quest to satisfy their munches in... Oh, wait, I think I have the wrong IMDb tab open. That was High Men in the White Castle. Okay, got it. The Man in the High Castle returns after no one really bothered to watch season one, and it all seems par for the course. Someone's running, someone has a loyalty questioned, and CJ really wants me to pronounce Obergruppenfuhrer. All of those are true. Also, one of these days I will remember not to eat or drink when Daryl does his thing. <laughs> Never. Uh. Uh, that will, I'm going to guess that's never going to happen. So, first thing I noticed, man, in this world, black people are a lot more inclusive than this time in the real world was. <laughs> and black yeah. people are like, respected, and they are everywhere. Like, 1940s, 1950s America without the, like, was shit for black people. <laughs> so, I mean, good for Nazi Germany and 
your and uh, Imperial Japan for being inclusive to black people. <laughs> Good job, everyone. Giving them those I, boat work. I mean, he was even then, like he was helping out, like um, uh, Gary later. There was a black dude helping out Gary later. Yeah, yeah, one of the main leaders of the resistance or whatever they call themselves is a man of yeah. color. Can't remember yeah. his name at the moment. He was there. Yeah, he was, it was like, important. Hey, we shouldn't kill that girl. And they're like, no, I'm going to kill her anyway. And then everything went to crap. Oh, well, that was uh, pretty much that worked out for you guys. Saul and uh, Mike moment there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, as a spoiler alert on some of these. My uh, a bunch of these are me commenting on the fact that I had Amazon's closed captioning on. So way uh, to go, Gary. Yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks for uh, just repeating. I'm the one who's supposed to die a bunch. <laughs> hey, I wrote that quote down too. Um. It's hard to take notes on this show, just like last season. <laughs> I know it I'm... is, right? But our Pledge of Allegiance, that was fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> In uh, blocks, speaking Japanese. Thanks, closed captioning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite. I love it when it does. I'm like, I understood what it meant, but like, it's just like, uh, all right, yeah, really? All right, thanks. <laughs> um. The, the the Japanese are building a Heisenberg robot, so uh, they are the one who knock. Absolutely. Yes, yes, I know. It's atomic and science and stuff, and I know that was the entire point of Breaking Bad. Don't send me angry emails. I know what a Heisenberg device is. However, I wanted to make a bad Breaking Bad robot joke because Japanese people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Oh, good. What is a Breaking Bad robot like? Uh, it's... Well, considering it's Japanese, so it would be like 50 feet tall, still be bald with a gigantic uh, bowler hat on, and just <laughs> yelling at everybody named Jesse. I'm the one who knocks. Yeah, they would just go around knocking on every single door. <laughs> I am the robot who knocks. Yes. I am the bot who knocks. Um, so I'm not huge into uh, aerodynamics and things like that. I'm not an engineer like that in any way, shape, or form. However, when they were landing the plane, the fact that it was unbalanced made my OCD twitch. I'm like, that plane's never going to land. That plane's never going to keep water. That plane is just somehow landing. I'm confused because one of those pontoons <laughs> is definitely not in the water. Wait, why? how is that landing and still... Uh, I mean, okay, I guess. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Science. Physics. For some reason, that bothered me. That's stuck in my craw, and I can't understand why. That unbalanced pontoon plane. I'm just like, this is, this is not how this works. This is not how any of this works. No, I did see the, the boom coming. Yes. Poor, poor boat workers. Yeah, poor boat workers. Uh, magic. <laughs> unbalanced plane is unbalanced, and magic meditation is magic. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you travel between dimensions. You didn't know that? Yes. Because it's an entire freaking multiverse, apparently. Well, it happens in the, in the book that way. So, oh. give him that. He's, uh, um, the, the end of the season one where he's sitting on the park bench and like all of a sudden he's in our yeah. dimension. In the real world, yep. That, that happens in the book. That's in the book. Oh, okay. But yeah, so they're going full-blown multiverse. But now all the so. other new dimensions is... That's different. Yeah. Um, but that makes sense. Kempentai. It's still Kempentai. It was fun to say. It was fun hearing him walk around and go, Kempentai, Kempentai, Kempentai. That was fun. Uh, so we got the man in the high castle. Yeah, we did. It's Steven freaking Root. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It my heart with joy. It's like, oh. I was like, oh, sweet. The man in the high castle. It is Steven Root. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching this at work and I squeed out loud and um, one of my coworkers was like what I go watching Man in the High Castle and the man in the high castle is Steven freaking rude <laughs> as it should be yes um, stupid freaking multiverse theory that um, is not like the book by the way in the book he's like this um, handsome well to do Indian man hey it's Hitler I said that out loud too I'm like hey it's Hitler yeah, Why yeah, does Hitler remind me of an evil Nazi Stan Lee? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get that vibe. but uh, 
I'll just the way he was carrying himself in the silhouette was like Stanley if he grew a Hitler stash. <laughs> Works. Um, which, I mean, I suppose is most old men if they grew a Hitler stash. Um, and well, that was an ending. Sorry, Jules. And then that was not an ending for Jules. No, no. She got away. Yep. She's, she's not going to die, at least not yet. Let's say, then, uh, I've, read, I've read the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I know her fate. Well, shh, don't spoil me yet. I'm going to try and watch it week to week. No, 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 no. The, the Wikipedia for uh, the book. No, I'm thinking of Joe. Oh, um, the book, yeah. No, the book is very different. Yeah, it doesn't quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I really want to... his throat in the book. Yep. Um, all right, so the white dude going around... This can make you very you may, very very you may. Sumi masen, dead aunt. Sumi masen, sumi masen. Like man, I know I don't speak well. I know I don't speak Japanese very well. But does that sound like that when I say it? I'm he's really bad. <laughs> I think he's supposed to not be great at it. I mean, I, I really like the the actor they cast for that character. He he plays it well. I mean, I suppose that I just kind of wanted to punch him the entire time. <laughs> I think that was kind of the point. But, like, man, it was bad. I hope I don't sound that bad when I'm speaking Japanese. Um, <laughs> hey, she's not dead. Yay! <laughs> so, I go, wait, you'll translate tomare, but you'll still give me, in brackets, speaking Japanese. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Of course they will. <laughs> just in case you were wondering what language they were speaking. <laughs> You'll give us tomare, but you'll say speaking Japanese when it, when the literal translation is, I'm coming in. I'm sorry. And I've already forgotten what uh, Frank is trying to accomplish. Is he just trying to get his friend out of jail now? or? Uh, I guess. I also think he's trying for a power play with the Japanese. He's trying for something. Because he's going in for a bit. Like, that's a big dude. That's a big dude. Like, that's, a, that's, the, that's the ace attorney. So I'm guessing, and considering the power play he made, yeah, yeah, that's right. I made a Japanese video game joke. Um, he is the ace attorney. He yells out, "I'm a Jackson!" I'm gonna laugh my ass off. Um, so that's my guess is he's trying to get in good with the uh, with the higher ups and the Japanese surrogate. Um, I vote bye, Karen. I hardly knew thee because I don't remember thee at all. Is she the female leader. Of the resistance or whatever. Uh, I think so. She was the one in the back seat with uh, Mike Gary. Yeah, Gary. Gary, you idiot. Gary gets zero Fs. <laughs> Clearly, he said not to kill her. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna kill her anyway. Pull over. Gary just zero Fs. What about the Nazis over there? Yeah, pull over. I'm gonna kill her now. Um. So yeah, this was a uh, 8.2 on IMDb, by the way, and I think it's a little low. I think this is a solid eight and a half. Yeah, I think so. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, if I had a complaint with the uh, the first season, it was one the pacing was a little slow. Yes, it didn't bother me too much because the show is just so well done. Like it, I enjoyed just being in the world, even if things weren't really happening. And two, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm losing my voice. Uh, like, we didn't really get answers to anything ever. <laughs> like yeah. Just always introducing things and then all the dangling threads and the end of season one and nothing got resolved. Yeah. So immediately we come in here, the pacing's significantly better, and hey, we actually meet the man in the high castle, and hey, we actually get some little bits of explanation of what the crap is going on. And... Oh, here's the here's the plot of the show, and here's the goals that we're trying to achieve. Yeah, you know, and it was just it was nice. I'm ex that made me excited for season two. Like maybe we're actually yeah. gonna get some some good meat here. I, I am. A good... <laughs> I mean, it does make me excited to see what's gonna happen. Um, it just it, it just didn't feel like it was fully like ready yet. It seems like it was a little undercooked. I'm watching a lot of cooking shows lately. <laughs> watching that Food Network all day, every day. So, I mean, uh, th that's all the notes that I have. What do you got here? Uh, I think that's it, pretty much. I think you covered them all. 
Finding someone well connected. Way to go, Gary. And what? Explanations? Explanations? <laughs> we have films, and for some reason, these people show up in them over and over again. And we're trying to get this outcome, and oh, look, we have a goal that we're trying to achieve. And we got to see the man in the high castle, and this freaking stupid root, and that's great. Stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> Multiverse theory. Hey, we'll see. I'm, I'm, it, it made me. I feel good about where it's going. Oh, yeah. Better than I oh, did yeah. in the first season. Because they're actually giving us something. Yeah. Which is definitely better than nothing, which is what we got a lot out of it the first season. Yeah. Um, first season was felt more like. We're just going to spend as much time as we can universe building. And we're going to introduce yeah. all these mysterious things, but we're not going to explain them at all. Also, for the record, Daryl, and I know this was your sarcasm, and I understand. However, this is what we do. Man in the High Castle is still the most watched Amazon original. <laughs> so a lot of people watched it, yes. No, and like I said. I, I mean, I saw it was already renewed for a third season, so. Yeah. I, I know that's his. I know that's his sarcasm and i get it however this is the game that we play <laughs> and daryl finish it i know you got bored and, and gave up Can, yeah, at least watch the last couple episodes yeah try and watch the last few episodes of season one yeah, last or three three episodes would are pretty much all you need to watch to understand what's going on yeah because that gets over season. the filler you get the uh, you get the pretty much the entire arc of the marshal is described and then you kind of get what's go what's leading into season two, and so yeah, they do have a problem with their characters being likable. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of weird that the most compelling and interesting character is the bad guy. Hey, yeah, Oppenheimer, whatever Schmidt, Schmidt, Smith, Schmidt, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, whatever, John Jacob, John Jacob Jigglehammer. Uh, Joe's likable. He is. He is. He's still a little emo, but we'll, we'll see. It looks We're like they're good to, Yeah, yeah. Oh well, everybody's emo in this world because for good reasons. Yeah, I mean, Washington D.C. was nuked off the face <laughs> of the planet. <laughs> I know. He's just a little whiny, but but it looks like I also got kind of the feeling that they're trying to adjust some character things. Make yeah, a little more interesting and compelling and likable. And then there's what's his face, the Jew, <laughs> Frank. Yeah, Frank. Man, that's not a character I'm enjoying so far. No, no. So we'll see. All right. So then, our final show of the evening is the return, the surprise return of Sherlock. Let's see what Daryl has to say about Sherlock season four, episode one, the six Thatchers. It's the return of Sherlock. I just said what that. What the fucking do? Dead. That's probably not fair. I love this show. I really do. <laughs> I think it's a little flawed and nowhere near as intelligent as it thinks it is. But right now it's some vanity project that famous people get to when they can be bothered to have a bit of a play together. I'm not even entirely sure which episode is being covered today. So I'm just padding this intro with complaints about a probably decent show. Uh, yeah, it's probably decent. Um, this was not one of my favorite episodes, though. Uh, all right, here we go. I kind of hated this episode. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It almost made Katie like, rage quit Sherlock. No, 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 I'm not rage quitting Sherlock. I mean, I can make it through the three episodes of this season. I know. Uh, I, no, I said Katie. It almost made her rage quit Sherlock. Yeah. Like, this episode. I kind of really hated this entire episode. And, like, I watched it on my way home today, and just like I just couldn't even be arsed to w write notes about it. Like, I just didn't... I didn't like it. Like, I didn't like it at all. It's not just because Mary's dead. Um, no. It was just... And, it, like, they, I saw it coming. I knew it was coming that Mary was going to die. Like, they kind of yeah. foreshadowed that the entire freaking episode and just kept hammering that to you the yes. entire time. And then it came, and it just felt cheap. It like, did. Um, it's kind of like... Right, uh, Ultra, all right, little, tiny spoilers for a two-year-old movie now. In Age of Ultron, <laughs> where they're hinting towards Hawkeye dying the entire time and don't kill off Hawkeye. Yeah. If and they then, did kill off Hawkeye, it would have felt kind of dumb. And that's yeah. exactly what happened here. Yeah, it just felt... Eh. Like, they didn't earn it for some reason, and I don't know what they could have done differently, but I don't know. 
and it just felt like everybody was kind of phoning it in. Like at this point, it yeah. does. It is like everybody's so rich and famous that nobody can really care about this show. <laughs> yeah, I felt that a little bit. There were there were moments where I really enjoyed it, and then I don't know. And then the whole thing with uh, John and the lady on the bus, like the and the somewhat kind of infidelity almost, and I don't know. Like it just felt so out of character. Like, why yeah. are they doing this? And spoiler alerts, episode two, you find out why they're doing it. But still. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't like the way this episode was handled at all. No, basically. this is like, I mean, okay. So Stephen Moffat, the showrunner for this, and also the current showrunner for Doctor Who, occasionally does these things where sometimes he tries to put, he, instead of letting his actors act, he tries to force emotion in on it. And sometimes that just falls so flat that it just it kind of hurts the entire feeling of the the entire series. Uh, and Doctor Who he does this every so often too, like um, in an episode of the last season, the husbands of River Song, where they're trying to force emotion instead of just letting the actors do their thing. It, it just feels contrived and superfluous it just doesn't work yeah i think contrived is the word i'm looking for i think you're right this episode just felt it, a little it, contrived and i didn't hate it like okay. it felt like i understood why what they were doing they're setting things up of course yep. mary had to die she's a problematic character you can't have a super spy awesome person hanging around it totally number one it totally yeah, it, up the john sherlock dynamic yeah, and they even have a scene there where they're like, no, no, Mary's going to come with me. You just stay here with the baby because <laughs> yeah. she's more awesome than you are. Like, yeah, okay, well. <laughs> wants the entire, the entire need of anything. Yeah, and you know, also she's super spy power, so we can just yeah. pull those out anytime we need them. So, yes, of course she had to die. She's a problem Yeah, for the rest But, But, again, yeah, it all felt contrived. And then, of course, we've, when it shows at its best is when we have you know, Sherlock and John going head to head and in conflict. So we've got to create some kind of conflict for them to, to work out. And yeah. So I, I understood why they did it all. I just didn't think it was well executed in the way they did it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will give it in the, and also because he's the least famous of all of them. Mycroft was great in this episode. He was, and he's the writer. So he gets to give himself all the good stuff. He's literally the Mary Sue. Um, <laughs> Him and Moffat, they write it together. Yep. <clears throat> so, I mean, he, he's great and, in this. Oh, and he's married to the actress that plays Mary. But anyway. <laughs> good for him. Nepotism <laughs> much. No, it's fine. Yeah, right? yeah, no, good for him, though. Yeah, good for him. He's done well for he himself. Up. Yeah, for uh, a <laughs> show. <clears throat> but what is it like to kill your wife? You know, yeah, right. in a TV show. <laughs> I just I don't I don't know like I I just really like if I was not already involved in liking this show so much if this was certainly my first episode to watch of this because I just happened to catch it on PBS or something like that I'd be pissed off and would never want to watch this show again because even if you're not attached to the characters everybody is literally phoning it and this is like this is the reason why I didn't like the although I'm not a huge fan of arrested development in the first place why I hated the least the last season of it yeah they they tried to make it work and it just didn't <laughs> it didn't work at all the magic was completely gone yeah and at this point, it, this is this for this. I just, I can, I can sincerely hope that at the end of this, like it's pretty much wrapped up, and they don't try and do a season five. Like, let it die, let it die a good death. Let, it should have went out on the greatness that was season three, episode three, and just let it go. Based on what I'm seeing, or just on the title of episode three, I think this is the last season. It might not be. I mean, I, but kind of hope that it is. I hope this is not just one of those things that they come back to every, you know, three years and just like, all right, cool, we want to do another series of Sherlock just for, you know, because apparently Stephen Moffat doesn't make enough money. Kicks and giggles. 
I don't know. It was fun. I guess. But, uh, I mean, I'm okay with pet projects, but make pet projects good. I know. And, and if it makes you feel better, I've already watched episode two, and it is significantly better. Good. It is an excellent episode. Good. So, and yeah, I just... It takes a few things from this episode that I hated and pays them off. <clears throat> Not in a good enough okay. way for me to, to say this is a good episode, but you'll, you'll enjoy the second episode. Good. I, I'm, I I'm definitely looking forward. Um, so let's go ahead and, um, well, let's go ahead and get your, no- the rest of your notes for this, the episode, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Mini series limited. Yeah. Something run. I, I don't really, I didn't take any notes. I just watched it. <laughs> Fair. And those Fair. are my thoughts on it. It was, I understood that they had to kill Mary. I saw it coming. I felt it was cheap. Oh yeah. And the stuff with John and the woman on the bus, I, it made me, like, I just hated it because it just felt so out of character. Because, you know, yeah. like, this whole big main character trait is that he's loyal. Like, yes. 100% loyal. And I don't know. It was like, why? why are, I, I Like, I spent the week between episode one and two thinking, like, why, why did they do that? Like, why is that the, the route they're taking? That just it felt weird. Yeah, it was, yeah. It felt icky. I don't like it. It's not right. So, no. Let's go ahead and hit a quick newsworthy segment and uh, go ahead and wrap this up, shall we? Sure. On to the news! That's right. Just a quick one. Um, so, all of those DC shows, your Arrow, your Flash, your Legends of Tomorrow, your Supergirl, your Supernatural, your Vimper Diaries, uh, DC, or DC, CW went up and did a uh, upfronts way earlier than they normally do and all of those are renewed and including the big news is is they are bringing back john constantine Woo-hoo! matt ryan included as a uh, cw seed animated show uh vixen who is in currently legends of tomorrow is was also created originally on the cw seed and that was a good animated show. So I have a lot of... I'm looking forward to the Constantine animated show. And it is officially in the Arrow universe. So it is just going to continue on with that. And Absolutely. maybe that'll spill over into the big the big uh, arcs. Kind of like how Vixen did. Indeed. I installed the CWC uh, app on my Roku for this one reason. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can watch uh, you can watch Vixen, the animated series, and it's really good. Like, it's, it's yeah, I saw it on there. I haven't I haven't I haven't done anything yet. I just installed it. Saw that they had Vixen, or confirmed they had Vixen on there, and saw that yeah, yeah they have pushing days on there too. So. To, uh, it's it's part of the universe, but it's not in the in the timeline that you need to watch. So you, you don't need to like three arrow, three episodes of Arrow, and then an episode of Flash leads into Vixen. Actually, on my, my timeline thing that I have, there's a section where it has the Vixen huh. mini episodes where you're supposed to watch those. I've That's already weird. passed that point, but I may go. I'll I'm, probably watch them. Anyway. I just watched them, and they don't like it. Admittedly, I'm, I'm out of the timeline for a while, so. Yeah. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. It's a really good series. The actress is really great. Um, so yeah, that, that's the news. We'll have more news uh, next week because I think we're having another big upfronts, I think from CBS, I wanted to say, sometime this week. And um, yeah. Uh, other than that, you can get in contact with us at geekioshow at gmail.com. Just make sure you put spoilers in the subject line. Twitter and Facebook are both slash geekioshow. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 727-489-4335. That is 727-489-GEEK. Our website, which has everything that you could possibly want and more, is at geek-io.net slash spoiler show. And, of course, you can support this show and the entire network. If you want to get a better internet pipe so it doesn't crap out on me again, go over to patreon.com slash geek.io or geek-io.net slash Amazon. If you use that Amazon link, a little bit comes back to us. does not increase your amount any at all. Um, go ahead and pick up your brand-new t- uh, 8K TV when it comes out later this year. Uh we can maybe uh, maybe discuss some um, CES stuff next week. Ooh, it's fancy things. AK is a thing now. Heck yes. So we got show titles. Yeah, we do. Big robot with a t- tiny boy voice. And CJ just wants me to say this out loud, I guess. Batshit crazy murder bot. Yes! 
Come to Bollywood and buy a Slurpee. Death by Robot Claws. Poop in the Stream. High Man in the White Castle. Evil Nazi Stan Lee. Stan Lee with the Hitler stash. He is the Ace Attorney. Objection! Good Meat in the High Castle and what's his face? The Jew. Let's see. Uh, I'll pick that one to make Daryl happy and yeah, and High Man offend, in the White Castle works. And not <clears throat> not offend any. Uh, yeah. Any <laughs> oh, what if it was his face? The... I don't want to put a uh, Hitler or uh, what's his face the Jew in our show title. Or come to Bollywood and buy a Slurpee. <laughs> and show titles get a little racy. Yeah, right. Let's go around. All right, folks, uh, on that note, we will see you right back here Monday next week at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Bye. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Woo. This has been a Geekio Media Network production. Copyright 2017.